0: Well, we have some hearty souls here tonight coming out on a snowy night where we have had uh, as much as, I would say, 8 inches. Maybe 12 inches if it would have all been able to stay together and not melt at all. Hey, we have the keys to the Christian life here tonight. Actually, we, we had it last week. The keys to the Christian life is be filled with the Spirit. If you're filled with the Spirit, you know what you can do? You can worship at church and sing. We're going to be talking about singing and, and music tonight. Uh, it's It tells you how you can live at home, um, starting at verse 22. Um, it tells you how uh, husband and wife are to relate, and also parents and children. And then it also uh, deals with relations as far as our job is concerned. So, when you have the Holy Spirit who fills you, there is the, quote, secret to a Christian's life. <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and that's, that's how we, uh, we live it. Now, getting to this section tonight, we're going to be talking how music is a true gift of God. It's a beautiful gift of God, and uh, we know it gives us great joy, gives us comfort sometimes, gives us encouragement. Uh, it can elevate the soul. Music is tremendous, what, God is, what is, He's given us. And we think of the, the beauty uh, behind it, and we think of the, the honor uh, that's there whenever we have the right kind of songs and how lofty they can be, majestic. And, you know, we happen to live in a world that also uses music. And, and God even blesses everybody in the sense that there is a common grace, and so there's even music for unbelievers. Uh, there's a higher calling of music, but even at that, it can make one who's even an unbeliever um, joyful, give them comfort. And But the thing is, the world, as it goes down, and it's already down, it's going to take whatever God has given them and take it down too. So the world is distorted music. And you know... Uh, Usually when you, when you think of uh, worship, you think of music. Uh, there is a difference between worship and music. Uh, music is uh, vital to it. it. It's helpful, but it, uh, just because you have music doesn't mean that it's, it's worship. But worship is the greatest thing we can do, right? Is there, is there anything higher than that? Worship of God is the greatest thing. But music is to accompany uh, the worship. It, it's a means to expressing our love for God and our uh, uh, exalting God. It's a means of um, showing how we uh, have been redeemed to God. We're giving Him thanks. So much we can do with music. Uh, When you think of music, too, you think of order. Uh, Also in music, there are all sorts of different kind of rhythms. Um, You have design. There you have intelligence in music, and it reflects our Creator, because He's the one who made music. He created music. And in that we see that uh, we can learn the attributes of God through those great songs that have been written down through the years, and even newer songs, but they reflect the very work of God, uh, who He is, uh, the very truth of God. And in music, what do you see? You see harmony, and we know that in the Godhead there is harmony in, in the Trinity. And you see that there's a sequence in music in the way that it's uh, done in order. It's a systematic way. You can go on and on about music and the great gift, but it is definitely a means for God's people to get together and to give gratitude, to show love to Him, and adoration. And um, every Christian should enjoy God's music, should enjoy singing and praising God because he designed it um, to um, have our emotions involved in our worship so that we would give our mind, body, and spirit and throw everything into it. So we're talking about one of my favorite subjects and, um, and it's all part of God's plan. It's music. And I've always liked music, and I don't know too many people that don't like music. Some have different tastes, but uh, the fact of the matter is, it is a a great gift. So, that's where we're going to kind of be hitting at tonight as we uh, deal with a couple of three verses there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Uh, We give you glory for who you are. And as we look into your word again tonight, we desire to have uh, your truth come out as we look in... Uh, Old Testament and New Testament passages and just look all all over the Bible to this great gift of music that you have given us and may it have more and more meaning to all of us that we would see that uh, you have given us vast uh, variances of music so that not only we enjoy but uh, we bring it back to you and uh, we realize that uh, you're the creator of it you know what it's all about what it's for. Thank you for this day and uh, that we could uh, meet together tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. There was a quote by a guy by the name of Ralph Martin. He wrote a book called Worship in the Early Church. And uh, one sentence. It says a lot. The Christian church was born in song. And he goes back and traces uh, church history. And uh, a lot of the songs... Um, Sometimes that, uh, as you look in the New Testament, are recorded there. Um, There are certain passages that you'll see they will be kind of set aside or put in quotes or brackets or whatever. You can see this might have been an early hymn of the church, uh, an early uh, way that they used for for praise of God. And uh, what we do is we see that uh, we are a singing people, the church. Is where really groups of people get together and sing. Now I know I've heard of bars, where you know, especially the Irish pubs, where they get in, you know, together and they sing and everything. But something that's even grander and, and on a bigger scheme is really the church. It's interesting to, to note, know, you know, some of those uh, maybe the uh, the contests that they have, especially like uh, on on TV. What's what's the big one? Yeah. Do you know that a lot of those people who have won or placed very high were people who came out of the church? I wonder why that is. They probably got a lot of practice being in front of people and singing a lot at least once a week, if not more, and with people and learning how to sing just at church. And so um, I think it's interesting to, to see that and i think even some of the great big stars that are out there regardless of what kind of music it is pop <coughs> r&b and whatever uh whether they're christians or not uh they're pro- maybe they're professing christians but that's what they will say they uh got their roots of music through the church
1: okay good example <laughs>
0: I didn't want to tell you about this, but uh, that's one thing I. Everything about Carolyn's perfect, but she really likes to listen to Britney Spears. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding.
1: <laughs>
0: just kidding. Okay. The reality of God and Christ, and creation, and salvation, heaven, all those great doctrines, they are too great for just speaking about. Just to talk about them, it has to go up a little bit further. They have to be sung about. And so the the reality of how great God is, is something that we just don't think about or put in words and talk about. And those are very, very important. But there's uh, an aspect called the feelings and the emotions and we get into some of the depth and the intensity Uh, as far as emotions are concerned, appropriate to this whole reality of who God is by using music. Uh, That thought comes from John Piper. I'll read you a quote from Jonathan Edwards. The best, most beautiful, and most perfect way that we have of expressing a sweet concord of mind to each other is by music. The great theologian Jonathan Edwards bothers to take time to talk about music. A lot of times you think of the theologians and you think, ah, that's a bunch of junk. Let's move on to the theology. But really not true. If you look at some of the great theologians, whether it be Luther, uh, whether it be Calvin, and going through the Reformation, you'll see that those guys are the ones that got music back into the church where everybody was to sing. Because before that, they hired professional musicians and the people didn't know what they were singing about or playing about because the music was foreign to them as far as the language is concerned. So they were never a part of that worship. thousand years that happened. That's called the Dark Ages in the Roman church. And uh, Martin Luther was responsible, heavily responsible, for bringing back music into the church where everybody would sing. And so, anyway, you, you look at that. Another quote on Jonathan Edwards, uh, he he actually wrote a lot about music and how important it is. Every saint in heaven is as a flower in the garden of God. Don't you like the way he uses words? And holy love is the fragrance and sweet odor that they all send forth and with which they fill the bowers of that paradise above. Bowers sounds like a, a word out of a uh, an old hymn. He probably sang it somewhere. Every soul... There is as a note in some concert of delightful music that sweetly harmonizes with every other note and all together blend in the most rapturous strains in praising God and the lamb forever.
1: That.
0: Jonathan Edwards okay well we'll we'll send this whole thing to you tonight then. I'll try to remember. If I don't, give me a call or give me a nasty email letter, okay? You have you have the, the uh you have the right to do that. I'll just have to try to remember. That's the trick. But yes, Jonathan Edwards, one of my heroes. Here's something else he said. And Jonathan Edwards wrote a lot about worship. He knew that um you have the head. And he was a brain, wasn't he? Jonathan Edwards was probably the most intelligent man that has ever lived in America. I'll go out and stretch all the way out and say that. Uh, one of the greatest thinkers that this country's ever had. Anyway, he knew that thinking and the brain, the mind, is very important. But he also brought in the reality of the heart matter and the emotions. And he, whenever he was talking about glorifying God, He says, God glorifies Himself in two ways. One of them is by appearing to their understanding. He comes in and He brings it to your mind. And you think on that. You ponder on that. You you look at the scripture. You look at the doctrine. You think about that. You learn more about God. That is one thing to do. He has just now appeared to you in that sense of appearing. No trouble with that, right? Ready for the second one? Okay. Second one, he communicates to our hearts. God does. And, and, he goes on to say this, and in their rejoicing and delighting in and enjoying the manifestations which he makes of himself. He goes on and says, God is glorified not only by his glory being seen, when, you, when you've understood a scripture, you've just now seen and taken a glimpse of God's glory. Not only that, but by rejoicing in that. When you have a truth and you know it, but then when you rejoice in it, now you've taken it up another step. He goes on to say this. When those that see it delight in it, and he wrote a lot about delighting in God, and that's why John Piper um, also uses that kind of terminology too because he reads a lot of Jonathan Edwards, or has read, he probably read everything that he's ever written, but anyway, when he talks about this delighting. When those that see it delight in it, God is more glorified than if they only see it. So we must see the truth and then what? Delight in that truth. See it, delight in it. God is more glorified than that. He says His glory is then received by the whole soul, both by the understanding and by the heart. So as we take that context then we look at it, okay, we see it Here's our mind. Now the emotions comes in. And this is where music plays such a huge part. We have the head for understanding. Now we take music and singing, and that's why it's so important that God has put it in to worship. It was in the Old Testament, and it is found all throughout the New Testament too. The reason that we sing is to go into the depths to go to the heights, the, the intensity of the emotions that are, that are there. Like if, if somebody was to read something that was prosaic, okay, that's one thing, you put together some really nice words, uh, you take it into poetry, and it has a nice flow, that's really good. But we want to take it another step higher, and that's whenever that poetry is taken into song. And now it turns into a beautiful structure. Uh, Music and singing is necessary to Christian faith and worship in that the fact that it brings out the reality of who uh, God and Christ is, creation and salvation and and heaven and all of those things. Uh, God is so great. And just talking about it will not suffice. I know it. They miss out on it's so much.
1: People They the It's all up. It's easy to... settle down from whatever you did to get there. And it is to have your emotions to be arrived. And to take emotions in and move on to the things of God. That's about. And then you begin to hear the word God after it the for worship.
0: Yeah, you're right. Uh,
1: Some
2: people switch it nowadays.
0: Oh, that's the music just only, the mess, and don't just want to mess the word. Yeah, the people
2: that, right. that skip the music.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do
2: the message first, and you never know what they're going to do when you go to a church.
0: And yeah. wouldn't you, you say that probably that happens works. more that way than the other way? Uh, would you would you say that where people just come just for the the music they they come well, there because no, the not, entertainment? No, or, I think
2: they come for the message. I, I, I know oh, okay. people that are irritated by the music because
0: of the music. Yeah. Why why do we have to do this? Why do we?
2: Yes, right. I mean they don't like the noise or they don't like the style and and they don't like the they don't like you know not singing the hymns and you know they don't like this they don't like that and so right. you know most I mean I've never seen anybody walk out after the music because they didn't want to hear the message. You know, because you can't check it off your list if you don't hear the message.
0: I've seen people. Now I've seen people where they've kind of laughed at the music and stuff. Um,
2: I've heard a lot of laughable music in my day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs>
0: yeah. hopefully it's yeah. being performed yeah. right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah, it's interesting how people want to separate it, and it's you can't separate. The word from music. That's I think that's what we're stressing. They they go hand in hand. Yeah, and that's what
2: I've I've liked about people that have said, look, you know, we do the message first because when we're done with the message, people are ready to worship. You know, because sometimes it's hard to worship when you just walk in a building and you've got the baggage with you, like Mm -hmm. you like you said, and and it takes. And some churches don't do enough songs and scripture readings and what have you to get you past the parking lot. You know, yeah to, to where you finally do let go it's rushed of rushed Sometimes isn't get. it? Mm-hmm. We gotta
0: get this thing in forty five minutes yeah. to get this thing done. You know. Yeah. And
2: so, um you know, because I mean, cause sometimes you feel more like worshiping after the message, you know, than you did when you walked in the place.
0: So the word of God needs to be needs to be put forth and, and at least mixed in with it or something. No, it messes people up. Boy, wait, it would, wouldn't it? Wait a minute. This We've never done this like this.
2: people have. I mean, you know, it works.
0: Hey, let's turn to the Scripture. I've been making all these comments, and maybe I don't have any proof of what we're saying here, so we better read this. This is what's important. Uh, remember last week... Well, Oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> we are to be controlled by what? Not the wine, but Holy Spirit. Because to them... Uh, they saw it as a religious thing to, to have this wine to help them as they would to get uh, inebriated and to get the feel of getting in connection with their God. And he says, that's the kind of background you came from, but that's not what we're talking about. We want you to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. And here is a result. One of them is, is that you will, verse 19, be speaking to one another in Psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and submitting to one another in the fear of God. I think that's interesting. Verse 21. Bill, that's a really good one. I like that. I hadn't really thought too much of it before. But, um Yeah. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. I think a lot of times people have a one preference type music and if it's not exactly their style, they don't care to share it or they don't don't want to be a part of it. Um, They just want their style. And and here it says we are to submit to one another. And I think people get hung up so often on preference of music. That's why I think God here has, has said that there are all sorts of different kinds of music that we can do. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, whatever whatever that uh portrays and we'll look at that. But ultimately it shows we're relating to each other. And so we, we say, Okay, that's not exactly my style there, but you know what? Um, for the sake of that other one over there, they like that kind of music and hey, I'm gonna be a part of that too. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna submit to that because if they're enjoying it, I wanna make sure that they don't I don't steal their joy. Hm. I just not thought of that. it occurred to me
2: well, in our consumeristic society, though, we tend to gravitate to where we're most comfortable with the music. I mean, as long as the word of God is being preached, and I mean it is, and it is in a lot that's of places, what
0: counts, doesn't it? really?
2: You know, yeah, I mean, ultimate word of God, sure,
0: okay, speaking to one another in psalms, we've taken the uh, the glimpse here of, of what it is. We know what we want to be mastered by. We don't want to be mastered and controlled by the wine, but we want to be mastered in our feelings and in our actions by the Holy Spirit. Now, a Spirit-filled life is going to produce a lot of good things. How we are going to respond, for instance, here like in church. Um, uh, uh, Let's say, ecstatic feelings. That doesn't produce uh, that, does it? If we're talking about spirit-filled life, a lot of people would think of some kind of a charismatic thing, um, like the spirit-filled Bible, and they'll have spirit-filled in those kind of um, study guides and commentaries, and it'll say that. But we know that one who is spirit-filled is controlled by God. Uh, One who is being led by God, controlled, or filled with the Word of God. Anyway, God puts music... In the soul, as we are spirit filled, and we will be able to be controlled in that. Uh, salvation has given us a brand new song. How many times do you hear that throughout scriptures? Sing a new song, right? We'll be singing a new song. Let's, uh, let's look at that. Psalm thirty-three, one. Quite a few in the Psalms, and we won't look at all of these, but we'll look at a few. My, you could just spend all night just going through the Psalms where it talks about seeing. It's almost every Psalm, isn't it? And we'll get to, to the definition of Psalm here in a moment. Thirty-three, one. Uh, you know, my version doesn't express it you as good.
1: It two and three. You got the one,
0: two, and three. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are right. That's right. I uh, absolutely. Matter of fact, Penny, can you read that? That's out of ESV, isn't it? Yep. See what it says in that. I think that's a good one.
1: Shout for joy in the Lord, all you righteous. Praise ye the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre, make melody to Him with a harp of ten strings. Sing to Him a new song, play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. Uh-huh.
0: Aha! We gotta like that. It, what it start with? Songs of hymns. Songs of hymns. Oh,
2: yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we know shouting, oh, no shouting in here. We know shouting in here. A new song. With loud shouts.
0: Loud shouts. It started off rejoice, or your version said what? Shout, shout joyfully, or yeah. right? Singing a new song, playing skillfully, a shout of joy. So it's something where there should be, there should be some liveliness to this. There should be some uh, shouting. People's emotions should come alive. It, uh, people should not have a sad st- look on their face whenever they are singing to the Lord. You know, I've seen a lot of puzzled looks sometimes down through the years. It's like sour looks. I mean, it's like, you know, life. Why are they there? You know, they they don't act like they're glad to be there, not shouting joyfully. But here, I think, and throughout the Psalms, we will see this just constantly. There's something about putting your emotions into this without acting a fool. We're not talking about going down the aisles and rolling around and then jumping up and then you know that's distracting. But we're talking about a controlled uh, emotions that's still letting it go.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. shows so there's an order to the Right. And there's like
0: crazy. You know, there's mm-hmm. like Organized. And one yeah.
3: reason I like having children in the worship is for this reason here, because they
1: lend to
3: the joy and the wonder and the, the, the fullness, you know, to me, Um the experience that's going on there, you know, and the singing and stuff, and the babies might just be, you know, screaming. But at least everybody's making a joyful noise. At least really? Somebody's screaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it's just that, you know, you have the the uh, the dynamics there of, you know, I mean, you might have the the person that is sitting there not even grunting and making a stone face. And then you have the child that might be going, what? you know, just going crazy. But you got the, the whole picture of it.
0: I and think that kids know. get it sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what?
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I find most of they understand that. They, the it's natural.
3: It. Yeah, but they I, certainly do. But I think that can help to um, those of us who are older and, you know, feel bogged down in life that. When you see the wonder of the children around, worshiping, too. It's, you know, I think that's a good, good way to help loosen up, you know, so to
0: speak. Yeah, a good way to put it. The <laughs> the very wonder that they 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 have yeah. on, on discovering and, and just things. Just the fact that you know we
3: are there worshiping. You know, are we thinking about? You know, I mean, they're watching us. They're mm-hmm. watching how we
0: learning
1: how to worship, it. aren't they?
3: And so, yeah. are we involved? Are we? Are we? you know participating or are we get it or are we
1: just looking out the
0: window yeah. I think what what has happened in the last hundred, hundred and fifty 150 years is that we've divided ages up so much
1: mm-hmm.
0: that uh if we were to look at scripture I'm not so sure the early church really had to divide everything up uh I like the way whenever you see uh teenagers um go up to adults and talk to them where that's not a normal thing much anymore. They've been so divided is that you talk to your own. But in the church, we, we don't have dividing lines. Isn't it a great thing to see adults and kids or uh, teens or young people? There wasn't even a, a, such a thing as a teenager back in the early 1900s. Somewhere along the line, that got developed up, and and then you have a dividing line and then they divide men and women in the church it's it's like you don't have a unity amongst all the people i'm not i'm not saying all of that, that is wrong sometimes it's good to be amongst you know some somebody your own age but i think the church is so much an important instructional time for uh unity that i think it's good that the kids learn how to worship by seeing the adults worship rather than having you've got uh, a worship time for the adults, and then then you have a worship over here for the primary age. You have your worship over here while worship's going on, and then you have a worship for the teens. You know, maybe you know if it's big enough church. And <laughs> I'm going. W- what happened? What? We're just following the things of the world sometimes. Where in Scripture did we ever get this? Anyway, off off my. Uh, what Soap, do we call that? You... Soapbox. Soap okay. Well,
2: you know we're not going to fix it tonight, though, right?
0: No.
1: Okay. It's, Im- sure.
0: it's impossible.
1: Okay.
0: All right. All right. I'm I made my. I'm I made a sure point. on my soapbox. We, we all realize
1: we're okay, we're not right? Going to fix this tonight.
2: No,
0: okay. we're not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, well, we probably got a lot of them on well, this one. yeah, right? we're guys. We're
1: problem solvers. We're, we're, we're going to get this, this
0: thing fit. done. We'll and you know what? Fixed. Not on this side. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Psalm ninety-six. No, 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 no. Psalm forty. Psalm 40, verse uh, verse 3. He has put a new song in my mouth. Uh, praise to our God. and Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Oh, I like that. They can see us enjoying God and singing and praising Him and they will see and fear God and will trust in the Lord. Hmm, that's pretty good. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's really good. It's from the Lord. Okay, Psalm 98. Psalm 98, verse 1. No, 96. Put 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a, what? New song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless His name. Proclaim the good news of His salvation from day to day. So he starts off with singing and, and then proclaiming that. And it's, it's a new song. A new song. This is the song of the redeemed. The new song is the song of the redeemed. That's what we have. Salvation. Uh, Ninety-eight. Verse 1, Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for He has done marvelous things. His right hand and His holy arm have gained Him the victory. And he talks about making known His salvation, His righteousness. There are a lot of things to sing about, aren't there? Go on and on and on. Uh, go to First Chronicles chapter... No, no, no. Go to Psalm 149. A lot of these just start off right at the first verse. Have you ever gone through the Psalms and just read... Verse one. What? What was it?
1: <laughs> oh, there, there we go. There we go.
0: That's right. You probably have that by heart. That's a song. Huh?
1: That is a song. That's
0: right. It, that, it's a whole song. Yeah. In itself. That's right. Everybody knows that one, right? Talking about him, the shepherd, and oh, we could go everywhere. I'm telling you. Uh this this is just a verse. Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints. That's where you do it. Congregations are the ones that sing. And uh there's that new song. Now what we want to do is go back to 1 Chronicles and this has to do with David. It's in chapter 15 and <clears throat> We're going to look at verse 16 first here. This excites me.
1: What
0: page is that? Yeah. 580 in mine. Okay, verse 16. This is David. You know, he, he made a lot of instruments. This guy was a master musician. First Chronicles. 15. And I'm sorry, I didn't even put this in the outline. These were things I added later. I don't know why I didn't put them in, but uh, these are important. David spoke to the leaders of the Levites to appoint their brethren to be the singers accompanied by instruments of music, stringed instruments, harps, and cymbals by raising the voice with resounding joy. Raising the voice with resounding joy. Uh, Now, what we're going to do is we're going to drop down because there's a lot of names there that I can't pronounce. So, we go to verse 19. (laughs) The singers, and you'll have a bunch of those named, to sound the symbols of bronze, okay? Um, You have, at the end uh, end of verse 20, you have strings, according to Alamoth. You have harps, at the end of verse 21, on the sheminists. And down at the end of verse 24, blow the trumpets before the ark of God. We're talking about all kinds of instruments that David had either made or had probably, he knew how to play these. He taught this uh, to some of those Levites. Maybe they handed that on down. But he's appointing all these guys. These are the Levites. What was it?
1: He has a leader because he understands it.
0: Oh, you've you got to have that, right? Because Instructor in charge of the music. Because yeah. he was, he was because skillful. He did yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, did they have this organized the or doctor. what? Yeah. I've got a feeling their music must have been awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. Go to Second Chronicles 29. 29, starting at verse 25. Now, here you have Hezekiah. Hezekiah is going to restore worship back in the temple. He's a good king, reigning in Judah. Verse 25, he stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, with stringed instruments, and with harps, according to the commandment of David. Now, David's long gone by this time, right? David was that king, and he made sure that they had music at, the, you know, at, at their singing as far as the tabernacle was concerned. The temple wasn't built when, when David was reigning, but it was after Solomon. Later on, you have a king, Hezekiah, after you've had idolatry and such, and they have to restore uh, the, the temple worship. So you have cymbals and stringed instruments. You have harps. And and David had given a commandment. It says, Of Gad the king's seer and of Nathan the prophet, for thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. Uh, We look down to verse um, 26. The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priests with the trumpets. Um, 27. When the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord also began with the trumpets and with the instruments of David, king of Israel. So all the assembly worshipped. The singers sang and the trumpets sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. At the end of verse 30, So they sang praises with gladness and they bowed their heads and worshipped. Oh, what a beautiful thing there. All throughout their history, um, the people of God were known. For singing, of course, you can go back to the time of Moses. They crossed the Red Sea, and you have Miriam's song. You have Moses' song, and then Miriam and uh, the two million people you know, all together—they're they're singing that song that had been written by Moses. <laughs> can you imagine that? You, have you ever been at a stadium where they're packed and they're all singing? Been to one of those guys? It's incredible. Maybe fifty thousand.
1: Yeah. And it was a very large church. It was just like kind of overwhelming. listening to all those voices and everybody was singing it with everything
0: they had. Really yeah. All come from different churches, mm-hmm. but they're all part of the church.
1: Really the
0: body of Christ. Yeah. Uh, go to Nehemiah, chapter twelve, verse thirty one. Nehemiah. Is at the time whenever they're re, uh, they they go back to Israel after Babylon to rebuild the city and the temple and they get it built and uh, there they are they have a choir established and and such I'm taking a lot of time because I'm having a little trouble finding Nehemiah that's just before Job okay um, has everybody found it giving you plenty of time yeah okay twelve. Chapter 12, verse 31. So I brought the leaders of Judah up on the wall and appointed two large thanksgiving choirs. One went to the right hand on the wall toward the refuse gate. After them went Hoshiah and half the leaders of Judah and Azariah and Ezra and Meshelon and Judah and Benjamin, Shemiah, Jeremiah, some of the priests' sons with trumpets. Zechariah, the son of Jothian, the son of Shemiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micaiah, the son of uh, Zachar, the son of Asaph, and his brethren. We go on down. Um, uh, verse 36, the middle of it. musical instruments of David. that's long after him, 500 years or so. Uh, the man of God, and Ezra the scribe went before them. By the fountain gate in front of them, they went up the stairs of the city of David on the stairway of the wall beyond the house of David as far as the water gate eastward. Now, there is one coming in from one side of the temple. You look over here on the other one, and here comes another one. Look in verse 38. The other Thanksgiving choir went the opposite way, and I was behind them with half of the people on the wall going past the tower of the ovens as far as the broad wall. This is very graphic descriptive, isn't it? Talking what's happening. Verse 40, So the two Thanksgiving choirs stood in the house of God. Likewise, I and the half of the rulers with me. Then he mentions more. What's happening here? You have an antiphonal choir that one one might sing one part and then over here another one answers. You've you've heard and experienced antiphonal, haven't you? When you try it in a small group, it it has a little bit of an effect, but uh, you know it's like we're talking you know a lot of people here, you know thousands of people, and but but the choirs uh, are literally like sounding like thousands of people here there's a big number of them right but they're going back and forth and verse 43 also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced for God had made them rejoice with great joy the women and the children also rejoiced notice they're all together so that the joy of Jerusalem <laughs> was heard
1: <laughs> there we
0: go there's my biblical point uh Far off. They were heard from miles away. That's beautiful. You know, the antiphonal Thanksgiving choirs. I wonder what all the other choirs were about. These were just the Thanksgiving choirs. Oh, my. What, uh, what a joy that must have been, huh? So, anyway, I think we're talking about the, a long history of uh, great music there in the Old Testament. You know what Jesus said? Did you know that? Matthew twenty-six thirty.
2: They went out to the Mount of Olives ah, after singing a hymn.
0: There we go. We don't have to turn there. Yeah, they did the Passover, and after yeah, that,
2: Matthew. and I'm sure he, me.
0: he was probably leading in the music as they were singing whatever that was, that
1: hymn. Yeah.
0: And you don't have to turn there
1: because it well, was already quoted. The,
2: that's what the hymn people use as their biblical basis for doing only hymns. Hmm. And they,
1: went, and they sang it
0: and they went out to the line and there, are pe- and there are people who will say well we're not to have musical instruments in the church we are to do a cappella only ok fine you can do that all you want great fantastic enjoy and uh, that's ok but you know I look at through here and, and I know what they're going to say well that was Old Testament we're not commanded in the New Testament and I will tell you according to our text in Ephesians 5 they're wrong on that too <laughs> I've got great biblical support telling you why that we should be using instruments,
1: including uh, drums.
0: Exactly, symbols and drums and everything that God has given us. I don't think that man created these instruments without God being a part of that. Uh, there was a, re- there's a reason that there is rhythm because music is rhythm. Even with, if you don't have drums, it is is rhythmic. If you don't have rhythm, it's not music. <laughs> yeah, you know? or it's going to be. Uh, mess Yeah You know with our with the um uh, with the onslaught of the the thinking of mankind if it's not thinking of the things of God it tends to go downhill and you remember when art was art and it meant something and then all of a sudden it started taking on distorted looks and art now was not so much art; it was like the free thinking of whatever you want it to be uh just like today postmodern thinking, okay, if you look at that in music, there was a guy who finally got to that point, and here's what music was to him. And I think his name was was it John started with an l um Bob might be able to help me, but anyway, he did a concert one time. He was famous for his music, but it, it was jazz type stuff. But it went outside, uh, really outside. It got so far outside when he do, went to a concert. The place was packed, and he sat down at the piano, and that's all he did. That was his music. He didn't play because, to him, that was his music for the night.
2: So alternative.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's how far he took it. Have you ever heard of that? You guys, I can't remember his name. If I said it, I know somebody would say, oh, yeah. That was back in, I think, the free thinking of the 60s or 70s when that happened.
1: Well, I bet the crowd really enjoyed that.
0: Oh, yeah. I, they did get a little upset. I bet they yeah. did.
1: Well, that's why like back in time, they just supposed to be skillful. <laughs> You
3: said I heard that it a, hair, Yeah. At least
1: that was a John
0: L. Something? I uh, yeah, I, I, and I know I'm not trying to think of John Locke, but uh, and it may not start with an L, but it's well, something when you like said that. it
3: John L. I was thinking Lennon,
0: but no, no, it says, wasn't.
3: But this is somebody it's who sat down. And a jazz
0: did, artist, like, yeah, and he oh. did not, because that was his rendition of the music they were going to do that night. Okay. Just silence.
1: Oh. They might have been glad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> waiting for the message yeah really that's how far postmodernism can, can can take you where it it is nothing and um it's just whatever you want to make of it that's that's where it took okay now we got to get to our text
1: all right all right yeah 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 let's hear it oh we got to get it in oh I know what that is. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save thee. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with sin. And can you imagine oh, the Lord wow. God singing over yeah. you because of his joy? I am mean, that's one of my favorites. Oh.
0: Hey, right there. Right there. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't like that one? I think we all have to go back and think on that and say wait a minute did I just read when you first time you hear her day say wait a minute that can't be we don't think of God as singing do we that's just for us human beings well who created it is one of the greatest of all the gifts that have been given God did and you know he would never sing off key <laughs> everything would be perfect and one of these days, that will happen with us. Well, i tell you what, there are many times my voice goes where I didn't intend. It just went there. And I knew where it was supposed to go. It just wouldn't go there. Okay, you know. But uh, that's okay. You know, if we're doing it from the heart, then that's what the Lord wants. And that's really uh, why we have no excuse not to, not to be singing somehow. You know, Of course, if we say, well, I don't know the song. Well, that's okay. You've got to learn it. <laughs> Either we. <laughs> Next week, you better have it. No. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good one, Audrey. It really is. It's, it shows you that, that God is actually going to sing over us. We're going to be singing uh, to Him, with Him. Uh, he's going to be singing to us. Can you imagine? I don't know what it's going to be like, but what does God's voice sound like? A voice of, what, many waters? (laughs) Perfect, right? Okay, he says, speaking to one another in singing. I'll stop there. How about uh, speaking to one another in songs, hymns, spiritual songs. I think that this would be one of the clearest mandates for corporate worship in the New Testament right here. You're filled with the Spirit, what do you do? You speak to one another. To one another. If you go and worship by yourself, which I've heard many people use, I don't need the church. I can worship, you know, wherever. But it says, how can you do that if you're by yourself? How can you speak to one another when you're by yourself? Uh, I think there's a mutual ministry here. We minister to each other when we are all involved in singing because if there are, if there were only one or two of us singing, then it 's rather incomplete isn 't it but if we 're all singing now we 're ministering to each other we 're speaking to one another in psalms in spiritualism. Among whom do we sing to? Well, we know we're singing to the Lord, and we'll get to that in a moment because that's down there in verse 19. To the Lord. But we are also singing to one another. That's incredible. I, thought, I always thought it was to the Lord, but it's to one another here, here in this mutual ministry. Uh, this means that we need to get together and sing as a congregation or small groups. That's one thing it means. Um I think there's a, another implication is that uh, it 's justifiable that uh, many of our great hymns and and newer worship songs are not always addressed to God, although you 'd think well well, they should be right, but even in the psalms uh, it 'll alternate you know you 'll be speaking O Lord, and all of a sudden the next thing you 'll see is that uh it 's like tell of the Lord his greatness and wonders. How often do you see that it 's like it switches. Right in the middle of a song, so there it's it's saying, "Hey, listen, you know, let's let's get this together, all of us, right here, and let's you know, um, we're speaking in in that sense to each other." Oh, worship the King! In that part, what are we saying? Let's let's worship the King. Or how about all hail the power of Jesus' name? Let's all hail Him, right? We're speaking to one another in in that sense, but it's it's about it's great praise to God, but getting us all involved. That was a good catch. We're at 48 minutes. We have 12 minutes left to go through all of these verses and what this means. So, majesty, worship His majesty. There again, speaking one another. God means for us to to actually be praying together, to be singing together. There's got to be corporate responses, you know, of this whole deal. You know, so... um, it, it's really amongst the people of the church. Was music made solely to be evangelistic? No. No. It it can be as an offshoot of it. I'm not saying, hey, but really what was it really made for in its truest sense? To worship God. People, believers coming together and praising God and worshiping. Now, does that mean that we can't have something in there that could help lead? Well, Great. Matter of fact, if they're they're coming to church or if you're playing a concert somewhere and somebody hears that and they go, wow, they don't always hear those words, but sometimes it does happen. But I don't think music was meant to be evangelistic, although it's an offshoot. The main thing is that I think music at its highest point and the real reason why it is here is that we would worship God. Well,
1: that scripture you read, Said while we worship, uh, you know, and, and rejoice, and make a lot of noise. Other people will hear and exactly the Lord. as
0: a result of that, yeah. and who are who, what's our aim We're, and and believe me i 've gone to a lot of concerts and and that 's really what they 're doing they 're worshiping god we 're here to worship God, but at the same time, there are people who can hear that, and who knows maybe they will come to the Lord that maybe he draws them with that i'm no, 'm sure he can take. <laughs> That, yeah, it was indirect, but that—that's right. That's right.
1: But yeah, it makes, uh, it makes them jealous, but they don't have that relationship that they see with other people do. Really? Why are they having so much fun? It, you yeah. uh, know, joy. Them really?
0: So, would you say there are reasons for um, the corporate dimension here to, to worship, the, the, the being together, singing? Uh, It's not just alone, although we can enjoy God alone and and turning on music. My goodness, you get in the car and what do you do? A lot of times you turn that up, man, you know, the latest praise CD or whatever, put put that on and, wow, rock out. Hey, enjoy it, have fun, whatever, whatever kind of style you like. But uh, it's great as we see it in our corporate life. Um, Look in Romans 15. In that great doctrinal letter, did you know that even there it's talking about what we're talking about here? Romans fifteen six. Maybe, maybe not, but I'll read into the text a little bit. No. <laughs> that you may be with one mind and one mouth. Glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That can be speaking, you know, it's talking about the mouth, but I think the mouth a lot of times is also dealing with, you know, singing, and that's what they, they definitely did. Um, for a thousand years the church didn't sing. Can you imagine? What do they sing? Well, it says they speak to one another. By the way, among whom they sing. What does this word speak? In the Greek, and you probably have it on your sheets there, the Greek is laleo. Or if I were to put it out like this, it's an onomatopoeia word. Yeah, there you go. Who said that? Is that what, La, mm-hmm. la, 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 la. You know, it's onomatopoeia. Boy, that's hard to say. I
2: don't even ever say it.
0: You, you remember an English class, though. You remember that, right?
2: No.
0: Never. Well, do you remember Todd Rundgren? Do you remember that? Do you do that? Yeah. Now you're relating. Okay. okay. Words that sound like that word. And of course, in the Greek, is. Uh, there we go. La, leo. La, 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 la. And so they use that. And it's, it's a word that meant some kind of a babble or a chatter or the chirping of birds. Um, so in this sense... It's, it's it's saying, it's making sounds, and in the context here, speaking to one another in psalms and hymn, we speak to one another. We make sounds by singing and playing instruments. We're speaking to one another when we do that. He's saying one another, and so we're ministering to each other. Did you know when you go to church and you are singing with the rest of the people that you are serving other people there? But you never have thought about that that's another way that you can say, huh, what? I didn't know I was ministering. Yeah, well, you are.
1: <laughs> what was <laughs> that? Did we miss something? <laughs> there's nothing worse than being She's in a, a dead section. <laughs> 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 Joyful <laughs> noise. <laughs> all we have to do we're not required to sing really good. That all, always qualifies it, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, though, that some of the most students are The
0: realness is there, isn't it? it is.
1: Yeah, Very much
0: so. That's what we're talking about. As a matter of fact, that's what he's he this whole thing is based on. Uh, in your heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In your heart. Mm-hmm. It comes through the mouth. Um Revelation four one. After these things, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice and which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, la, la 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 la. a trumpet is speaking, okay, it's making a sound, making a noise, but uh hear this, and it's uh it's a voice, but you say it's kind of it sounds kind of like a trumpet their trumpets are that's the kind of trumpet we think of there that's a, the Hebrew trumpet what do we call those? There's the name for those mm-hmm. in the Hebrew? Yeah, Shofar. There we go. Yeah. Anyway, um, of course, that's, the idea there is laleo, uh, or to, to, to make a sound. We are speaking to one another when we're singing. Fascinating. Okay, singing what? Or speaking what? Psalms. And a word for psalm is psalm. <laughs> psalm. Uh, Primarily, the Old Testament refers to, uh, uh, we think of the Old Testament Psalms, put to music, solos, even instruments, anthems, that kind of thing. The early church, at the very outset, we understand historically, probably sang most of their songs from what is known as a psaltery. They just took the Psalms and put them to music. Now, there is a psalter today that um, many Reformed churches have. And sometimes that's all they'll do. Uh, and they'll even be at the point where there no hymns. I mean, you, you say there are hymns-only people, or there are other kinds that are psalms-only. And they won't sing anything else. Matter of fact, no instruments with that. They'll, they'll even go that far. See how far we're so divided in the church, and we're looking at this. I'm looking at instruments. I'm looking at. I'm looking at this passage with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, and and then making melody in your heart. And we'll explain what that is, and we'll show that uh, there are to be instruments. <laughs> but if you don't want to use them, that's okay too. That's okay. It's um, there's not a legalism thing here. What's that?
1: can
0: really. Oh, it can sound beautiful if you've got the voices. <laughs> if you don't have, make sure you get the instruments.
1: <laughs>
0: Believe me, I we have been at some places where there were some. It wasn't around here. Don't worry. I'm not talking about you guys, but uh, I'm telling you, huh? Oh boy, uh, it was like, hey, I'm going to try to get through this. I'll try to help them out, and boy, the more that I sang, the worse it even got. because <laughs> yeah, I was try, trying to go how's it go? And it, it was way off. It got so far off, it didn't even resemble the song at all. And I'm going, maybe they better quit after this verse. And they just sang all the verses. But it came from the heart, and I said, okay, that's that's fine. But I didn't
2: go there anymore, did you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
0: the Psalms, what do they do? They speak about the nature and the work of God. Look in the Psalms and you will see a lot of uh, who God is, what, what He's done, uh, the greatness of God. Um, hymns, what are they? Well, uh, basically, I and, and a lot of these you cannot just compartmentalize. I think they run together uh, so much. We're getting an idea, though psalms are pretty easy to figure out what the psalms are Um, hymns probably are talking about the redemption of Christ for the most part the cross Uh, and I know in the hymns you're going to see some psalms you're going to see some spiritual songs in the hymn books and, and such but they specifically hone in on our Lord Jesus Christ, it's about Him at the cross, who He is. That that would be considered to be a hymn, I think, as defined by, by many. It's a broad category, all of these are. Um, so I, I, it's hard for me to divide all this up. Go to Colossians one twelve 12 12-16. This one could very possibly have been a hymn of the early church. "...giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins." He is, and everybody knows this, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible. Can you imagine the flow of this in a song? Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through Him and for Him. And it goes, uh, goes on, He's before all things, head of the body. This is about Christ. And so therefore that could have been an early hymn. Or if you go to Psalm 23, Psalm 84, even though they're out of the Psalms, those could have been early hymns that the church sang also. Um, Now, and I'm going to finish up here. I'm just going to give a brief definition of this and we're going to have to come back to this next week. But spiritual songs, I think it can entail a lot of kinds of songs, especially um, the church today has history to draw from, so there's a lot of hymns that Luther wrote. Um, that we get from the Reformation all the way up to current time. And so now people are writing songs and maybe they're not necessarily called hymns because they're not in the hymn book, but actually they are hymns. Uh, But they're current, we call those spiritual songs. Maybe they're not necessarily of a hymn style. Maybe they just show the expressing uh, uh, expression of um, the way that the culture is, the way that that song is, or uh, maybe a chorus that people sing. Uh, spiritual songs can take in a lot of different kind of songs, Um, whether it be contemporary, whether it be something that's been around for a few decades. But it it expresses some kind of spiritual truth in it, though. So this is taking in, whether it be psalms, whether it be those that David wrote, whether it be the hymns, whether it be about Christ, whether it be just some kind of song that is like a testimony uh, of what God has done for them in, in their own life as they sing that. Uh, songs can do a lot of things, can't they? A lot of areas that we can graze in to express spiritual truth. That's what we're doing, though. Uh, The word singing. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing. I think it's probably not too hard to figure that one out. The word is adu. It means to sing with a voice. And the New Testament refers to praising God. Singing to God. The human voice probably is the most beautiful of all the instruments. Because it is human. And it does things that no kind of synthesizer, no matter how good they are, they can come up with some pretty good human voices and almost trick you sometimes, but they're still not the human voice. It can't quite be duplicated. I'm amazed by some of the keys today and some of the things they can do with them. But um, what an instrument that God has given. And there are some people that just have voices that just uh, amazes you and astounds you. And it does me because I go... uh, I think I almost kind of, um, what what you can say, um, covet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wish I had that voice. It's human, but it it speaks to us like nothing else. And um, I think of Colossians
1: 3.16.
0: (laughs) Right. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Sing with grace. You can go to Revelation and see all of those passages dealing with that. So singing. would
2: you, in the conclusion, is singing a command? I believe so. Okay, And so if you don't sing, are you in disobedience?
0: I'm not going to say anything. What do you think?
2: No,
0: I, I don't <laughs> know. I mean,
2: there's a lot of people I know that just will not sing. And, you know, I mean, I think that there's some baggage that goes along with that, but they just will not sing, no matter what you say. Well, well, yeah,
0: what's that, in their heart there? It makes you wonder, right?
2: I know I've known that, people like uh, that, too. Yeah. I mean, everybody oh. knows somebody that yeah. won't sing.
1: Yeah. A lot of well, them. They yeah. don't read. So they don't Is read. Any, any Whatever. He said, this is a command of God through the prophets.
2: Oh, that's Old Testament, Penny. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's right. That, that's usually won't be used.
0: It's not mentioned in the New Testament, yeah, so know. therefore it's not uh, not any good.
2: It's right? no, supposed to kill a ram with the throat, too. I like the New Testament better. A lot less blood. <laughs> no, we barbecue that. <laughs> Hey, have it done for us.
0: I like this one. Hebrews 2.12. This almost kind of matches Audrey's. Almost. Uh, This is talking about Christ here. He is not ashamed to call them brethren. It's talking about us. He's not ashamed to call us brethren. What's he doing? Saying, I will declare your name to my brethren... In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And there is Jesus singing praise to God, the Father, in the midst of the assembly. There's Jesus singing with us. At some time. (laughs) And God the Father is going to be singing over us. Oh, my. Antiphonal singing, all this great instrumentation that's going on. You think it's something now when you have uh, real experience with a, a great time of worshiping God and, and the music, because God is just blessing that in a huge way. That's only, it's only a rehearsal here to what's really going to happen. We're getting used to it we're, and we're learning. So we need to learn it here so when we're there we won't be totally surprised. <laughs> All those people who don't know how to sing or don't want to sing, let's say, um, they will be able to sing there. So... Uh, at any rate, I don't think we have to worry about uh, those people. The Lord will, you know, deal with that. But uh, I know those questions come across. But I want to get one other thing, and then we'll we'll let you go here. Uh, it's making melody, and because the word there is solo, and that would be. Oh, did I show my bald head. Sorry about that. I ought to wear a hat up here. <laughs> I'm usually facing you. Okay. Solo, psalm. It's related to psalms. Psalms. Oh, well, that's uh, great uh, poetry and uh, great singing. Uh, well, it also um, means this. I like this. See, I really like this one. You'll get a like. Th- you'll like this one too. Okay. You Ready. guys. Okay. Right Ready for this? And well, Nandor, do you play any kind of stringed instrument? Okay. Okay, well, we already said the cymbals and things. Okay, all
2: right. <laughs> we already established the drums are
0: cool. Yeah, and, and we've already talked about the singers. I'm not a singer, so I haven't got to get into this yet. You know, you guys, you know, you, you, you all who sing, you're going, yeah, yeah, this is, this is really good. Now we get into the instrument part, and I don't have enough time to deal with it. So we're going to have to cut off and do this next week. But just to tell you, it comes from Psalms, and it means to pluck a stringed instrument bingo, got my part in. Especially with a harp, with the fingers, to pluck a stringed instrument. And so therefore, when somebody uh, like a Church of Christ will come forward (laughs) and talk about, hey, you need to be doing singing only, and that's the only right way. Well, in Ephesians, in the New Testament, it says, and making melody, or, solo, plucking a stringed instrument, like a guitar, you're okay with that, because it matches up with the Old Testament. Um, and that's the idea of Solomon.
2: <laughs> yeah, a, a, a quick clarification on Church of Christ and them not having instruments during the
0: worship. Some of them.
2: Well, I mean, a, a lot Not of them. all I mean, Church of Christ. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the thing is, is that they're fine with going over to the fellowship hall afterwards and singing Bill Gaither songs with the piano in the fellowship hall. It's during worship. It, it is, is their
0: thing exactly and,
2: I mean some of the, I know some Church of Christ people that just love and buy every Bill Gaither video that there is of those people sitting around singing those southern gospel songs but when they go into the sanctuary of the Lord
1: now. That's no insurance thing.
2: and I don't even know if they use a pitch pipe I don't know if does anybody know I've never been in Church I of Christ before I hope so My yeah. was Church
1: of Christ and when I went to church with her when I would go visit I mean she was the song leader yeah
0: did they have music instruments there? Some do. See, they're split in half even yeah. on that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. they had so where music. Where does the piano
1: okay. come from? I mean, all churches have a piano. Where does that come from? That's a
0: stringed instrument. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> We're not exactly plucking. Uh, <laughs> what? Banging. Yeah, banging. Which is which? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually exactly a, a percussion. A yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's not in the Bible. I don't think you really should have piano music. No.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. Well,
1: later, so, huh? Yeah. Turn it off.
0: Electricity. Turn that thing off. It's not in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think David made them. I think he did. Yeah. He spent a lot of time out there in the woods. He sure did. I'm sure, he carved. He did. Carved thing. a lot. Ooh, look at what I'll call this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, beautiful.